0: What is up, y'all? Kevin Kuhn here from Athlete Factors. This is the Athlete Factors podcast. My guest today is Sean Lopez. He's a manual therapist. How are you doing today, Sean?
1: I'm good. Thanks for having me.
0: For sure, man. No, it's a, it's a pleasure to have you. I'm really excited to get through some of the topics that we're going to discuss today. Um, you and I met uh, at the beginning of this year, correct?
1: Yeah, yeah correct. on
0: 1st over at uh, the Resolution Run at at Run On. Um, So we got to chit-chat a little bit then and uh, had a a few more conversations since then. And I think kind of the topic that we'll go over today is going to be really, really um, important for people to hear, especially athletes. Uh, I think it's going to be really useful information just because there's there's, uh, a lot of, uh, massage therapists manual therapists out there and uh, it can be really difficult to separate the wheat from the chaff and figure out you know uh, who's who's a quality therapist and you know how do you how do you find them let's say so yeah. uh, if you will give us a little information about uh, your personal background your professional background and uh, academic background and kind of how you got into uh, manual therapy
1: yeah um it's it's been a long road coming to tell you the truth. Um, uh, maybe maybe about ten years um, and in those ten years, I actually started off as a personal trainer and um, as a personal trainer, um, you know I always wanted to work with like the athletes and and, and do the, do these cool explosive workouts. I became a trainer. Uh, more or less right after i became uh right after i did p ninety x so I was inspired to, to come out with you know come out with some cool exercises and workouts right so yeah anyway when i went when i was placed into Because i worked for like the big franchise gyms like the twenty four hour fitness twenty four hour fitness um i did um fitness connection as well um and those gyms um at first um before you build up your your before you build up your clientele, the sales team will send you people, right, mm-hmm. to help um, to help build your clientele. Yeah. So, like I said, I wanted the athletes. I wanted to do cool workouts, but for whatever reason, I had like the the geriatrics. Right? <laughs> I had like the older yeah. clientele for whatever reason, right? Oh yeah. So they were sending me. They were sending me maybe like your, I don't know. Um, 50 60 year olds who who just had post operation who are having struggles just sitting and standing and walking up and down stairs yeah. so instead of like my as far as my workouts and the workout programs I was uh, delivering to these clients you know I had to definitely take a step back and um couldn't do the cool plyometrics like I wanted right <laughs> um so yeah that I totally wanted to do like yeah. Bunch of chin-ups and push-ups, but yeah, I had to take a step back and do like sit the stands or something. Um sure. but yeah. Um so, That's but, one of
0: those things, man, about corporate fitness. Like that's that's you know where I got my start while while I was in grad school studying, you know, strength and conditioning for collegiate athletes and professional athletes and high school athletes. I'm working at Gold's gym and there's mm-hmm. no athletes there. It's all uh yeah you know, soccer moms and some elderly individuals and like regular, regular everyday folk, but they're not training for, you know, a a particular sport. So you, that's one of those things, man. So many trainers get into it because like they want to work with athletes, but that's one of those things is it's, uh, there's not too many athletes there. So you either you sink or swim real quick. You either figure out, okay, I've got to adapt my, my style of training
1: or i'm I'm not gonna make it here so yeah Yeah, and i think uh you know giving that starting off with that like clientele really more or less molded uh who who i am today Mm -hmm. um so from a personal trainer i i then decided that i wanted to take a step um deeper into my you know education and knowledge and all that so i did i did do um a PT assistant program as well. Um, I actually never completed it, but I, I went through like maybe about halfway through through the schooling of PTA. Um, and at that time of the life in my life, I was going to school and working and just juggling a bunch of stuff. Um, I I actually decided to put school on hold, continue to work as a trainer, and then a few years later. Um, i went back to school, but instead of PTA, it was for massage therapy, because in my head I was like, man, I can more or less do the same thing I want as far as working with athletes. And I was just like, I'll just go to school for massage, get licensed, work on people. Um, it's easier. <laughs> the program was easier and it was quicker. So mm-hmm. that was my main thing. Um, so in a nutshell, like. come. Um, so yeah, I got licensed. Once I got licensed in massage, I knew I wanted to be more in the in the um, in the medical um, environment as far as rehabilitation, and not in like your spa and not really as a luxury, but really uh, I wanted to quote unquote fix people, right? So once I got licensed, um, and then even when I was going to school as as a massage therapist, um, I was already trying to find. Jobs to to work in a clinic, you know, to prepare me in that setting. So I was working a lot with like Tyros and other PT clinics. And then at that time, I was actually still uh, a personal trainer, but very part time. No, but yeah. Now, um, um, as far as actually being licensed as a therapist, it's it's about maybe six years. Um, I've been in the rehab field for maybe about more or less like ten. Um, but now with just with all the different experiences I have from, from personal training and even from the schooling of PTA and, and what I learned in massage therapy, I just kind of collab and, and integrate really everything I learned about the body into my sessions right now, into my treatment plans right now. Nice. So that's kind of where I'm at right now.
0: Perfect. <laughs> Beautiful. That's one of those things. Uh, there's, there's a ton of overlap. In in all of these health and wellness uh, professions, right? Like chiropractor, physical therapist, um, massage therapist, kinesiologist, personal trainer, strength and conditioning yeah. coach. We're all looking at the same body. We're all we all have access to the same science. Let's say anatomical science, physiological science, biochemical, and uh, if you get to like tunnel vision or if like you know like on racehorses they put blinders on so that they're only looking forward like if you get too much like that where you're only stuck in your own uh in what your own profession has to has to provide when it comes to education let's say uh you're leaving a lot of potential benefit on the table for your clients so i think that's yeah that's the way to do it man like learn from your experience as a personal trainer, learn from your experience experiences. Yeah. Uh, you know, like w- it, when people do that, I think they're a lot more successful. So I think that's pretty awesome. Like I work with uh, primarily adult endurance athletes and youth athletes right now. But before I was working corporate fitness, I was working with Parkinson's people with Parkinson's disease mm. doing their training. Right. And so yeah. if while I was in that moment, I was like, "Man, I should be training athletes right now. I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. This is this is boring to me." And then quickly I learned, <laughs> like, "Oh my goodness! Yeah. If if I can work with somebody who has Parkinson's and get them moving better, get them function a little more functional, right? Like improve their life a little bit, then I can do that for probably anybody." So it's it's like when you leverage what you learn from you know, from all your experience, like, yeah, you're gonna make it further down the road. So um, yeah, so let's talk a little bit about your specific philosophy of body work. So um, why do you believe uh, like massage therapy is important? And when is it appropriate? When is it not appropriate? When is it necessary? Tell us a little bit about that. Um,
1: so, you know, like the way I look at it and the majority of the people I work on, they come to get massage or, or body work or whatever, because they are trying to be relieved from pain, right? Lots of times I feel like, and my observation is uh, lots of times people are in pain is because maybe something somewhere along the lines a joint segment or somewhere, something's just not moving right, right? Maybe there's a restriction of some sort, either joint restriction or muscle restriction, whatever. Um, So, um, I think massage is important uh, is is for the recovery aspect to just break up, especially if you're an athlete. If if you're hitting the gym and you're training all this, you know, very hard five days a week or whatever, like, you you really have to... um, You know consider the the time for for recovery as well and i think just now um the the whole recovery industry is now uh beginning to get some light um you you see like Conor mcgregor and like lebron james and even uh russell wilson they had just recently talked about how much money they're spending on their body alone Mm -hmm. um just so that they can perform the way they do you know um Yep. And I think, you know, people are really beginning to understand that. And and it is going to be a, um, a collaboration of everything. It is going to be, um, you know, massage therapy, proper nutrition and and um, cryotherapy, you know, physical therapy, everything, right? Um, just the whole recovery um, industry as a whole. Um, but yeah, uh, again, uh, yeah, just back, back to like the whole movement part. Massage in general will just help create more more movement, more circulation, more blood flow. In yeah. general. And then of course, you know, there's different kinds of massage therapy as well. Right, right.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm pumped to get into some of those different types. Um so you view yourself as a part of the whole process related to uh to an athlete or to uh to correcting restrictions let's say yeah gotcha i th- no. i for sure yeah i think there's man being an athlete or or just being active like there's so many components related to that it's it's never as simple as like oh i'm just gonna you know i'm just gonna pick up running and i'm just gonna run every day <laughs> and like yeah you can do that for sure but if you're <laughs> if your joints aren't prepared for that if you're if you're not structurally sound, if you're not strength training to reduce injury risk, if you're not addressing mobility issues because now you're stuck in the sagittal plane and you're only yeah. doing so, a little bit of hip flexion and a little bit of hip extension. So now you're probably not uh, – you're not using your hip flexors completely as efficiently as they should and your adductors are going to get overworked when the hip flexors fatigue and mm-hmm. – um, all this and all that, right? There's a lot of different things involved there. And so, yeah, you've, your nutrition's got to be on point. Your strength training has to be there. Your rest and sleep has to be legit. And you're going to have some restrictions. And if you're not, you know, figuring out a way to address that,
1: then. And, and I, I know a lot of people right now are are relying on, uh, you know, massage guns, right? Yeah. These are uh, a huge thing. And, you know, Let's talk guns, about massage guns, balls, foam rollers. You know, they're they're all cool and all, but yeah, um, they can only do so much. You know what I'm saying? Like they can only do yeah. so much, and I just don't feel like these these will never be replaced by um by the, the human hand. Yeah. You know,
0: yeah. <laughs> if you go to a good therapist. <laughs> so, For sure.
1: No, that's
0: that's one of the things, man. Those massage guns, like I I feel like I know fewer people who don't own a massage gun than people who own a massage gun. Now, like I'm pretty sure half the U S population got a massage gun for Christmas. Um, (laughs) and it's like, Oh, now, now I've got the massage gun. Now I can be my own massage therapist. And it's like, well, it's, I don't think as somebody who, who has to like, you know, use my hands on my clients, uh, They'll never be able to feel what I feel, even though it's their body, right? Like uh, there's times where, you know, I'm working on somebody and they're like, "Uh, you can feel that. I'm like, yeah, I can feel that. Like, they're like, I didn't even know that was there. But now that you're poking that, uh, yeah, I'm aware of it now. And it's, I think you're, you're missing out on a lot of that just by assuming oh you know the massage gun's gonna gonna fix everything and yeah well, that's a temporary things.
1: thing you know like i i love it i have one it's gonna feel know, good but, yeah <laughs> it's gonna feel good but yeah you know that's not gonna replace a, a good therapist you
0: know? for sure so uh i i totally agree like when i'm uh when i'm Working on on a, a client or an athlete, right? And we're addressing something. Like today, a client came to me and she's like, "My knee is killing me. It hurts so much that we couldn't train, right? So, but instead of saying, "Hey, let's cancel the session, she said, "Hey, my knee hurts. What can we do? So, I did Thomas test on her. Her her uh, knee could not even bend remotely close to 80 degrees, let alone 90 degrees. So I'm like, hey, we've got to we got to dig into some of these quad muscles close to the knee. Did that. It was excruciatingly painful for her. Yeah. Stretched it out at the end of the session. Retested. Boom. She's at like 80, 85 degrees, feeling a whole lot better. Um. I can do that, but she knows, like, so what do I do to make sure that this doesn't come back, right? So is it enough to just one session, boom, and then we're back to, you know, life as as usual. Like, I give her homework, and it's like, hey, yeah. it's not, it's not going to be as good, right? Like, so for her, it's doing specific types of foam rolling, specific joint angles, then following that with a specific stretch, following that with a specific band exercise to activate and strengthen the opposing muscle group, and I'm like, hey, doing this twice a day is still not going to be as good. Coming to see me and letting me do it. But it's still better than doing nothing or just taking your massage gun and just
1: yeah, know, shooting <laughs> your
0: knee a little bit and then, you know, assuming that's that's it and that's you know, that's done with. So um yeah, man, like there all these tools that we have at our disposal are fantastic. But like you said, there's I don't think there's a tool that's gonna replace the human hands and and the ability mm-hmm. to like Feel the tension on a specific muscle group or a specific muscle fibers, um, or lack of tension, let's say. Um, so I don't think, I don't think AI is going to be replacing us anytime soon. I don't, uh -uh. (laughs) fingers (laughs) crossed. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Better not. Yeah. So, uh, there's about a billion different types of massage, right? So we got Thai massage, we've got Swedish massage, we've got ART, we've got percussion, we've got like in in undergrad I remember learning about effleurage and petrissage and percussion massage and sports <coughs> massage and uh, roll thing, and uh, we got all these different things. So what are what are the basic differences? How would you categorize different types of massage? And kind of uh, put them. Are they all the same with just different names, or uh, like
1: how,
0: how would you break these up?
1: Yeah, they're definitely not the same. Um, so the general public, like when they talk about a massage, or when yeah, the general public when they think of massage, um, usually Swedish massage. And and what Swedish massage is like your, you know, your basic. Night nice body rub and uh, people fall asleep typically, right? It's the ones you would find relaxing. like relaxing. Yeah, relaxing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then you the you peaceful get... music
0: playing in the background. You hear the streams and birds chirping. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <You> <laughs> yeah smell the candles. What I do. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have stuff. Yeah. <laughs> then you have stuff kind of like a uh, like pet, petro pet- is and. Uh, I want to say it's almost like a compression because you just, it's like, you know, like petting, right? It's almost yeah. like a compression. Um, and you can even do that with like, you know, on, on top of the clothes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once you start getting into um, like the stuff like, like Rolfing you talked about or ART mm-hmm. and um, heck, what other structural integration? Um, so all of that, so, so as you mentioned earlier, and what I call myself, I call myself a manual therapist uh, rather, than, rather than a massage therapist. And I think one big part is uh, the difference between a massage therapist and a manual therapist is that typically when someone's getting a massage, the client or the patient, they're just, they're just lying there, right? It's passive. They're not doing nothing. Uh, but when you're doing like ART, or or when you're doing you know manual therapy, then you you want your client you want them to be a little bit more involved. You want them to be a little bit more uh, active. Mm-hmm. Um, so stuff like like A R T and like uh, um, Rolfing, those are very similar. Uh, a R T, in short, is pretty much it's almost like a pin and stretch. Uh, you pin the muscle down, and then you have the client do a stretch. So mm-hmm. deltoid attach, and the important thing, just know the attachments, right? Attachment, attachment. Do the action of the muscle. Bicep attachments, attachment, flex and extend, right? And then you're just going from attach, you know, attachment to attachment. Mm-hmm. Um, it's usually one direction as well as far as A R T goes. Um, Rolfing now. I guess what yeah, when it comes to roll the big difference between like rolling or structural integration, because that's kinda of what I do roll thing slash uh structural integration. It's kinda of like a like a just a more advanced myofascia release. Mm-hmm. But the big difference is that it's very specified as far as the direction that you're trying to treat the tissue. So someone's internally rotated like what direction would I want to treat the pecs? You know, you know stuff like that. Like, what yeah. direction would I want to treat on your supraspinatus, infraspinatus? You know, if I'm, what, what, what action are we trying to induce, right? And the big thing with role thing and kind of like you know what I do is that they it's a series of of sessions rather than a, like a one-time fix. You know, mm-hmm. so it would be like okay, intense sessions. We're gonna we're gonna cover it all these different body areas. Almost like a workout plan. You know how people have like your your chest day, your leg day, back day, arms, whatever. Mm-hmm. Same thing with um, with um, like rofing and stuff like that. But they they do it on, on the fascia lines. Of the, mm-hmm. So um some people don't know about you know the fascia lines and all that, but yeah there's there's different there's different you know layers and different directions of of, the, of this fascia. Um, again, depending on what we're trying to, um, you know, accomplish. Um, typical session or typical series for, for um, like a, a rolfing session is like ten sessions, but uh, you don't necessarily have to do all ten sessions. Uh, mm-hmm. Some people just get um, maybe just one session of the front line, and lots of times that'll already uh, relieve the issues going on in your back just because of all the restriction going on in the front right so um yeah that's everything more or less in a nutshell at least i at least i tried to to break it into a nutshell
0: yeah no that's that's good because uh ask somebody who's going to get a massage and they have no idea right they're just like oh i'm just i'm just going like oh my you know my my pec hurts a little bit, you know, I've been having some trouble here, so I'm just going to go get a massage. Okay. Well, like, what does that mean? Like oftentimes people have no idea. Right. So, uh, just breaking these down like that, I think is going to be, you know, really helpful. Um, with something like that, if you're experiencing, uh, like if it's related to posture, like you said, just addressing like the anterior chain or, um, uh, like in in sedentary individuals or people who do a lot of work seated at a desk all day. Um, yeah. phys- there's a physical therapist named uh, Yanda. He developed this this way of explaining what he called upper cross syndrome and lower cross syndrome, where yeah. you've got uh, forward head position and anterior like anteriorly pulled shoulders and internally rotated humorous and so to address something like that like you might have sh- pec pain or shoulder pain from that on one side but to correct the whole thing you've got to address this whole situation where like yeah the deep neck flexors have to be addressed the scapular retractors have to be addressed the external rotators like you're you're taking somebody from like this position because they're stuck <laughs> you know working on a keyboard and using a mouse all day to being in some thoracic extension and pulling the head back, and, absolutely, and that takes more than just digging a little bit into the shoulder to really address yeah. the issue.
1: There's a lot of clients I work on. Um, Cause I like with me, I work on the abdomen all the time, right? When I every every time I, I I work on a client, and then I ask them, "When's the last time you ever had someone work on your abdomen?" And they're like, "Oh, never, never," yeah. right? And yeah, you really gotta think of a body as a whole, right? As a whole like system and and um especially if you're having like low back pain, like dude, you you do want your 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 abdomen worked on because like again, because everything's just so compressed. You just wanna like, you know, open it up, lift it up. Yeah. So allow that diaphragm
0: um, to move. Turn off that yeah. that,
1: that as a little bit.
0: Sometimes it's that's compressing that low back time. Yeah, absolutely. So um I didn't I didn't include this in the topics that uh we'd cover but I just thought of it. So, uh another massage therapist friend of mine has talked a little bit about, you know, like uh when you're doing one of these manual therapies where you're you're digging in and really you know, working on not just these muscles and fascia, but like you're you're changing The nervous system or you're you're affecting the nervous system and specifically he was talking about rolfing and how he would have just this huge emotional response like the following 24 hours after having a rolfing session do you notice that like people will have like these real cathartic moments where they'll either like have these super emotional breakdowns or like extremely happy or like because he was saying like The specific areas that they were addressing were for him kind of the areas where, like, that's where he was holding tension. And so it was like the, it was almost like the tension was connected to specific emotions, right? And so Uh. by working out these tense spots, he was able to, like, I don't know if work through those emotions is the right word, but all of those emotions that were around, specifically surrounding a specific uh, issue in his life. It's like yeah. something came up out of nowhere, and then all of his thoughts were centered on that immediately after this rolfing session. So is that something that you've experienced? And can I've... you enlighten us on what you think <laughs> that
1: might be? No, Yeah, so that's a, a somatic emotional release, is what they call it. Um, I've not, I've heard about it about it plenty actually um I never really had anyone um uh experience that on my table um I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing for me but uh <laughs> but no i've never had i've never had anyone really uh go through one on, only the only time someone like shed tears on my table was because they finally found a therapist who understood the body uh you know the way I do at least and uh and then, I don't know, to me, it was kind of like, oh, damn, like, you really couldn't find someone like, like really me? Like, like, oh, dang, that sucks. You know? but, but, it's
0: like, that's that's like a compliment, but then at the same time, you're like, yeah. oh, shoot, there's not too many good people out there then, I guess. Yeah,
1: that's, that's exactly how it What called. does that like, say oh, about the industry? <laughs> so, yeah, and that's kind of what, and, and that's the reason why I post a lot on social media, because um, I kind of want to like break this perception of of what massage is, you know, and and a lot of people have just this uh, idea that massage is just one way, you know, and it's just you know it's supposed to be relaxing or it's supposed to be just this, and they're not supposed they're not supposed to like do movement or whatever. Like I want to break that uh, stereotype. So and that's why I'm glad I'm having like an opportunity to even speak about this on the on the podcast, you know. So yeah, and that's the I, I wanna, I just want to change that view of of what massage is in, uh, in the future, at least, or for the future. Perfect. Well, I
0: don't think I could have segued into our next topic then any better than that. So <laughs> that was perfect. So speaking of of what what you at least what you consider a massage therapist or a manual therapist should be doing, um, let's talk a little bit about uh specifically what you do, like what separates you from someone at you know, I I'm not gonna say any names, but like a massage <laughs> chain, right? Yeah. So talk us through the differences, like the specific differences. Because that's that's essentially that the post that you put on Instagram that I was like, this this is the conversation we need to have where you were talking <laughs> about um Pressure versus technique. Like, what does that mean for somebody who doesn't know anything about uh, the nervous system, about neurology, about soft tissue characteristics? So, like, what, what is technique? What do you what are you talking about?
1: Um, really, the goal, again, is it's all about how we can bring the patient, how we can bring that client out of pain and, and optimally, optimally move better right? That should always be the goal. So, what I do, because a lot of people always meet, reach out to me, right? And they're like, hey, um, I want to book a session, blah, blah, blah. I book a session and then they start asking me questions. All right, is this, I, I, I tell them like the info, like the price, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, is that a 60 minute? Is that 90 minutes? I'm like, no, that's just the session, right? And I think that's a, already one part that sets me, uh, one thing that sets me apart for most people is that like, no, I'm not just gonna be like, all right, 60 minutes and then boom, we're done. But it's I'm treating you literally for this session. And in this session, we're gonna start off with assessment. And I always tell a lot of people, like, especially like clients, and I'm like, if you if you go get get body work done and your therapist does not like look at you thoroughly, looking at your shoulders, looking at your, you know, feet, feet on up, if they're not looking at you and, and, and assessing you. I just say, Hey man, look for someone else. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're really trying to look for like results, if you are really trying to like, um, you know, get the, the best, I don't know, treatment, you know, that you can possibly have. Um, so that's number one is like, I, I assess in the beginning of my sessions. So I'll work on you. I'll work on you. And then even while I'm working on you, like I said, it's all about, we're trying to get the body, um, familiarized with these certain movements. A lot of people, um, they're just so used to how their body is mm-hmm. if they're, they're stuck in flex position They're not used to doing all these dang chin tucks or, or you know, or open up the pecs. So yeah. While I'm working on someone I'll have them perform um, Whatever the area is I'll have them perform the action Anter- anterior tibialis. I'm working. Well dorsiflex plantar flex mm-hmm. quad I'll have you like pump your knee up and down mm-hmm. even the abdomen breathe <laughs> just breathe or you can ask them rotation whatever um i'm always trying to incorporate movement so that's an, that's another huge thing that sets me apart from another therapist is because as i'm working on someone already the, the client is like oh then this is different i've never had to do this before oh my abs oh crap this is different right rib cage oh man so those are those are like big key thing areas if you were to go to a, a a general massage spa or, or your neighborhood massage, dude, there's like 90% chance they're not going to work on your abdomen or a sternum or ribcage cage or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But there's 95% they're not going to assess you. Right. Yeah. Um, Which is, it's
0: so funny. It's, it's the same way in, in strength, in strength conditioning, it's a little bit different because their idea of assessment is typically, uh, strength assessment right so it's not assessing to address movement issues or weaknesses or or restrictions let's say um but in in personal training the assessment is uh maybe a sit and reach test or maybe like it's so like what is this even assessing right and like uh it was very, very ingrained in me while I was in grad school. Um, if you're not assessing, you're guessing.
1: Yeah, I like right? that
0: quote. And so what's the point? Like, it, if if that's all you want to do is just guess, like, that's fine. Go ahead and do that. Don't assess. But uh, if you want to be able to show the person that you're trying to work with, the client, whatever, the customer, uh, it's so powerful when you can say, hey – and you can show them. Like I take pictures of all my all my assessments. I take video. I'll do, sl- do slow-mo. Yeah. I, I run it through Dartfish so I can show them joint angles and things like that. Um, nice. And then I can show them in real time. Like we just did the assessment. Boom, here you go. This is you right now. At the end of the session today, we're going to retest. And if I didn't make any improvement, if this doesn't look better, then don't come back because cuz yeah. what are you paying for right like it's such a powerful tool not only to like empower the the client like oh wow i i am better look i'm better it's like a concrete thing but then that also gives you credibility it shows and that's something that you can you know you can post that on instagram and anybody yeah. looking at it can't be like oh this guy doesn't know what he's doing really then how did i do this like yeah. i think i think that's so powerful the assessment is huge the assessment and reassessment yeah i I
1: literally assess or even during Mm -hmm. like because i usually treat one whole side first and i'll say hey get up move around we'll do an assessment um yeah another assessment before i start on the 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 other side um and then yeah so before during and then after yeah always assess yeah because i think with me like uh and maybe this is why i enjoy it so much it's almost like like a game you know it's it's like what what's working what's not oh no you're now you're your shoulders higher okay let's do this you know just mm-hmm. picking the pieces picking the puzzles yeah,
0: yeah like that's what's so amazing uh the nervous system will adapt in real time and if you're paying attention and you know what to look for then you can see these these changes And then you can manipulate things to elicit other changes. And if you're doing things correctly, then you end up at the end with something that's, uh, that's way better than when the person walked in. So I think that's, yeah. So uh, let's talk a little bit more about the whole pressure versus technique.
1: Okay. uh, Yeah. Idea. Um, Yeah. I tried the pressure and technique thing. Um, this kind of also goes with people who do it on themselves like foam rolling and, and massage guns and stuff like that um and i guess the reason why i decided to post that uh that night is because i know there's so many clients who who just say like you know what i just want to go to that place down the corner that massage place because the- there's a really strong massage therapist who'll just dig the heck out of my track <laughs> like dude what if what if it's not about it's not about just your traps like yeah. so so that's why like um again it goes back to just like i want you to be familiarized with with um how the body should move and and um and incorporate that uh incorporate as far as, far as therapists go incorporate that into into your sessions and like you said at the end of the day we're really trying to um retrain the brain with, with all this movement stuff so um I'm trying to think of like an analogy but um we, we you, you want the body to explore a full range of motion and that's kind of why I want I want want to incorporate these techniques of 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 movement the the whole time mm. you know it's like just have your body let your body be familiarized with um with how it should move you know what I'm saying um and and uh with that like with that like like, like ART like you're, you're doing the active you're doing the movement and you're going from one attachment you're going from origin to insertion mm-hmm. dude like you don't need much pressure to do that that'll hurt already like dude A-R-T. so that's kind of like what I mean when I'm like you know like yeah you don't have to like stick a freaking elbow in someone's like bicep or pec, you know, you just yeah. just have them stretch out the pec and you can like literally just, you know, focus on from the sternum down to the attachment point. Yeah. So, and like small stuff like that, as long as you connect with the tissue, as long as you're able to like pin down the, the actual muscle tissue and, and then you can do the movement. And you know, I promise that the client will feel it.
0: Yeah. And you're going to, if you're paying attention, you're going to find the areas that because probably the whole pec isn't the problem. There's probably specific portions that are going to be a little bit tighter. And if you are aware of and you're following, like you said, that origin to insertion, you're going to find the problem areas. And then, you know, you can you can address those.
1: And even with, especially uh, for therapists, right? I don't know if you know this, but the massage, the average lifespan for the massage therapist, the average career uh, The average career is about four years because they end up blowing their thumbs, their wrists, their freaking, I don't know, bursitis on the elbow, whatever. Yeah. Um, so again, that's, that's where these techniques come into play. Like that's the reason why I can treat, um, so many dang clients, um, throughout a week, um, because I'm not blowing out my thumbs or my wrist. I'm being smart about it, about the techniques, you know? Yeah.
0: you're not trying to see 20 clients a day.
1: Um, dumb. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know you'd make more money that way, <laughs> and then you'd quit in four years. I'd, that's I'd the have thing, to think man.
1: Of a, a, One hell of a business model. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, make money now. You, you won't want to do it later, dude. That's one of those things, man. It's so sad that uh, uh, like, in order to fix somebody's posture. You got to be aware if you're putting yourself in risky posture. Totally.
1: Like, <laughs> I got to catch myself
0: cuz I'm like am I hunched over right now? Am I slouching? Like cuz when I first started doing this, I'd get home and I'd I'd spend 20 or 30 minutes just sitting on the couch like digging into my forearms like oh my goodness, my wrist hurt, everything hurts. I must not be doing something right because, you know, I, I don't think it should be like this. Part of it was just a conditioning thing, just getting mm. used to, used to that much volume. Now yeah. it's not really a problem, you know. Like I don't feel it there. I feel it other other places where, if I'm, you yeah, know, if I'm not maintaining good positions, if I'm not putting myself in a position where I have leverage, right? Like that was one of the biggest things that I learned from my mentor Ambrose. Is he's always you know, he's putting the client in a position that makes it easier for him to do his job instead of, you know, what's the easiest way to to get this area or to to do this? Like, no, no, no. Like he's going to take his time, put the client. Hey, I need you diagonal on the table. You're going to drop this right leg off. I'm going to put a pillow underneath so that that knee still supported. But now I have full access to the specific area that I want to get to. And, you know, sometimes the client's like, You want me to do what? Oh, this cracks yeah. us up. <laughs> this cracks us up all the time. I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but I'll have someone come to me with back pain, right? Yeah. And then I'll run them through some assessments. I'll do the Thomas test, and their one and two joint hip flexors are really short. And I can tell that they've got a just excessive anterior pelvic tilt. And I'm like, Hey, I know your back hurts, but I'm thinking this in my head. Like, their back hurts, but I want to address these hip flexors first. That's going to clear it up, I bet, right? So I'll be like, all right, I got it. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Lay on your back. And they'll be like, okay, my back hurts. The only way they're going to be able to treat me is if I lay down on my stomach. And so they're they're not listening, right? And so there's times where I'll be like, I'll give two cues, right? I'll say, hey, lay down on your back, face up. And they'll still be like, oh, my back hurts. And they'll lay down on their stomach and I'm
1: like. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that happens all the time. Up. <laughs> <laughs> that happens all the time. I'm like, dude, not your back. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Cracks me up. But uh, that's just one of those asides that I'm just like, man. Every once in a while, <laughs> it still happens. I'll be like, hey, lay on your left side. And they're like. Like on my back? And I'm like, no, like on your side. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, you ever sleep on your side? They're like, yeah. I'm like, do that. And they're like, oh, okay. It's <laughs> just funny. Um, but that's because they're used to going to a place where they, oh, you know, my back hurts. Can you work on my back? Sure. Lay down on your stomach, face down, go to sleep, squirt some oil on here, <laughs> Doesn't that feel good?
1: Yeah, that feels
0: really nice.
1: No I change. The, I love the saying. Uh, it's uh, and I, this is what I start telling my clients. It's like where you think that where you think it is, it's not. Right. So, and that that really applies to pretty much everything. <laughs> you know. Yeah. For sure. No, that's the
0: thing. Like, uh, when when someone comes to me with a with a specific issue like okay all right that's where your body's your body's really good at telling you something's wrong it's not always very good at telling you where that dysfunction's coming from it's just saying hey there's a problem maybe it's here and so you've got to assess you know what's the joint above that the one in pain what's that one doing what's the joint below doing what's What's yeah. the other limb doing? Right? For runners, it's so often that uh you know, or cyclists, triathletes, like the side that's in pain, it's in pain because the the weak leg, let's say, is in such a weird compensating position that now the strong side is doing all this work and it's gotta do with all this extra load and so yeah yeah, maybe the pain's there, but the issue's actually with the other leg. If we correct that, get it stronger, get it able to deal with that that level of load, retrain it so that it's functioning correctly, the pain goes away, not because we addressed anything on on the side that was in pain, but because we addressed the other side. There's so much of that yeah. Stuff like that. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Alright, dude. So, here's Here's what it comes down to for everybody watching and listening. They want to know how do I pick a competent manual therapist, massage therapist who's going to address my specific issues as an athlete? How do you how do you where right, you can't you can't say, "Hey, show me your resume." Okay, I'm going to interview yeah. all you guys like, "So, what do you do? How do you find
1: somebody that's that's legit?" Um, especially for my athletes and, and fitness enthusiasts out there, um, usually I, I always just say, hey, hey, like do your research, right? Cause some people will be like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm just going to go to this chiropractor down the street or this PT clinic or whatever. And I'm like, you know, like, Dude, that doesn't mean nothing. <laughs> like there's so yeah. many different clinics, you know, and, and all these different yeah. clinics offer, you know, different things. So some of the key words that I tell people to look for is, um, Movement, um, movement, functional like functional exercises and um, myofascial release as far as uh, the soft tissue goes. Um, and then the whole myofascial thing that could this there's different um, you know there's different techniques as far as myofascial release. But uh, those are that's that, that that's the keyword um, typically that I'll look for um, when it when it comes down to that because there's some tyros. You know, if you just type in sports chiropractic or whatever on Google, you know, there's so many different results, but, you know, sometimes like, I don't know, sometimes they might just uh, do an adjustment, maybe throw you on some stim, <laughs> you know, soft tissue, They maybe they'll do, maybe they'll work on it for like, you know, 10, 15 minutes or so. So that's why, I, like, sometimes people don't even, there's a lot of people who never even gotten soft tissue at a chiropractic clinic before but they want it so i always tell them like yeah just just look up like chiropractic clinic uh, myofascial if they offer myofascial release um you know don't go to massage services because there's a lot of chiro clinics that will say massage um and then again that could be you're kind of like gambling sometimes Mm -hmm. they'll be the traditional and then sometimes they'll be a little bit more clinical. But again, keyword that I typically look for is myofascial release, movement, functional. Gotcha. Perfect. Yeah. So it
0: it's not so much the, uh, if, if they're telling you it's going to be a a feel good type of massage, you're going to really enjoy it. It's really relaxing. That's probably not what you need. No, there's a time and
1: place, right? But yeah, for sure. If you're trying to, you know, recover, if, especially for the athletes out there, if, if they're trying to recover and perform better, no, <laughs> don't, don't get that done.
0: <laughs> for sure. So awesome. So for for everybody watching and listening, at least in the uh, DFW area, uh, they want to connect with you. What's the best way to do that? How can people find you, follow you, reach out to you, ask you questions, etc.?
1: Yeah, so um, if you guys are in the DFW area and um and you want to if you're interested and you want to inquire about sessions with me, I am mobile and I travel literally all over the DFW area. Uh you can go to findyourglory.com, um go to the contact uh page and uh yeah, just send me a message. Um any therapists out here also listening, any, any manual therapist, massage therapist or whatever, and you're interested in learning some of the techniques that I'm talking about. Um, you can also go to my page and I actually, uh, I actually just launched the program, uh, where I share about, um, you know, just, uh, advanced myofascia techniques. Um, so you can go to my website again, find Um, and if you're on Instagram, give me a follow. I post a lot of, uh, um, helpful tips to both therapists and to, um, people who are trying to do some self-rehab, uh, some mobility tips and some, uh, muscle release. Um, it's that it's at Sean Lopez underscore underscore. Sweet. So yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, dude, thank
0: you so much for taking the time to do this. I've, I've had a really good conversation. You know, I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, man. I'm, uh, I'm always excited to add somebody to my local network, especially someone that I can refer out to. Um, you know, when there's times people will be like, hey, do you know a good massage therapist? Hey, yeah, yeah. I, you got to go see my guy, Sean. So um, it's always nice to be able to do that, especially, you know, here in this area. So I'm I'm really excited to uh, to, you know, Help, hopefully, help out your business and um, see things, see things grow, and you know, see how the, how much the future changes for you. So.
1: Yeah, man. Well, well, thank you again, man, just for having me And On, I'm, I, um, I'm excited for the future. I, I, hope we definitely connect again and then for sure. do more of these things again for sure. Dude. So yeah, let's thanks. make it happen. Yeah. Sure. Awesome. alright yeah. y'all. Thanks for
0: watching and listening go follow Sean if you have any questions for him please uh, reach out to him and don't be going to some massage chain anymore you, <laughs> y'all y'all know better now so all right stay tuned for next week's episode adios <laughs>